0: And it's generating motivation. Really think about the kindness of others. How our ability to practice the dharma is due to their kindness. And as one way of showing gratitude for the kindness of others, we need to be truthful with them. In other words, to not deceive them, to not lead them astray, to not say one thing when we know the other thing is actually the case. And to speak truthfully with a kind heart, saying what's appropriate. and being open to dialogue. So we also need to be truthful with ourselves and not make up so many stories or rationalizations, but learn simply to say what is to ourselves and to accept that and at the same time aspire to grow in the future. And so through truthfulness we establish trust. And if we're going to work for the benefit of sentient beings, trust is very essential. And especially if we're practicing the Mahayana path and making the pledge to lead sentient beings to enlightenment, all other sentient beings, then sentient beings have got to be able to trust our word on that. And so we've got to continuously cultivate that motivation, that bodhicitta. work for the benefit of sentient beings and to be worthy of their trust so let's generate that motivation Pali canon when they talk about the bodhisattva path one of the paramitas or paramitas is truthfulness
1: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah it isn't listed as one of the paramitas in the Mahayana tradition but it's very clear in the the Pali tradition and I think you know truthfulness is quite important especially you know comes in the Pali uh, tradition in the uh, context of the practices you do to, uh, be, as a Bodhisattva to become enlightened. And so especially if you make the Bodhisattva uh, to lead, lead sentient beings to enlightenment, we have to have uh, a sincerity when we stay, say that and also that, go back on it because otherwise it’s as if we are lying, So um, we don't want to lie, do we? Not very good to lie to Indian beings, especially on something important like this, promising to lead them to enlightenment. So uh, for that reason, we've got to continually create the, the bodhicitta and really make sure it it becomes very strong and stable in us. And truthful speech is important. Um, Not only in this big way to all sentient beings, but just in our daily life as well. Because I think truthful speech is the foundation of trust. Don't you think? Yeah? Mm -hmm. It's like, if if somebody can't tell you the truth, then then what is there between you? Hmm? So... uh, And of course, our parents taught us to be truthful. But we have all sorts of ways in which we think we're being truthful, but we're not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah? So, not even talking about lying to ourselves, which we do a lot of, but just even being truthful with other beings. Yeah? We kind of say something. We know it's not exactly accurate. But it's more convenient to say that than to say something else. Because maybe the person will ask us a question that we don't feel comfortable with. Or maybe, you know, we haven't really done something that we don't want to say we haven't done. So we just kind of say something so it makes it look like we did it, you know. Or we did something that we shouldn't have done and the person is asking us something and we just kind of say something convenient uh, and we're telling ourselves I'm doing this in order to avoid conflict, you know. If I just kind of said straight out what it was, the other person would feel hurt. They would, a conflict would ensue. They might ask me questions I don't know how to answer. I might be breaking bad news to them, and they feel uncomfortable. So I just kind of, for their benefit, of course, say something that smooths over the situation and fits in and doesn't cause any waves. You know what I mean? Do you do this? Oh, no, we don't do that. Oh, yes, we do. So lots of times, we make lots of suppositions about what somebody else is going to think. We really think we're mind readers. You know, we have no ability to read minds. But we think we do. You know, and this person mm-hmm. is going to feel bad if I say this. So I don't say that. I just... Say this, you know, or this is going to create a conflict, so I don't say it. So I say that, you know, and then what creates a bigger
1: conflict—the
0: speaking the truth in the initial situation—or what happens when the person figures out that you. Just saying something that was kind of true and sounded good, and you could explain as being true and for their benefit. What happens when they find out that you said something like that? Just ask Bill Clinton. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's a perfect example, isn't it? You know, it's like who wants to say. In front of everybody, yeah, I was screwing around in the Oval Room,
1: you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, so we could say I didn't have sex with that woman because you know how he defined sex. Then he didn't have sex, and you know, in any way, it would make it's bad for the public. Or it make people lose faith in him, and then he couldn't get his policies that were really for their benefit passed through Congress. And, you know, I'm sure he was thinking all oh, like this, you know, and it was just a small thing, you know, not a big deal. There's no need to say it out. You know, why stir up trouble? The Republicans will just get all, oh, make a big deal about it, and it was nothing anyway. I'm sure he was thinking about that and thinking, oh, this is, it's not, I'm not lying. I'm not telling a lie. I'm just smoothing over the situation. Don't you think that's probably what he was thinking? Yeah. And so then what happened? Yeah. Then people found out, well, he didn't have sex with that woman, according to his definition, but according to everybody else's definition, it wasn't playing checkers. You know, something else was going on in the Oval Room. <laughs> yeah. And and then look at, you know, the huge explosion. Because I remember this very well. It was when we did the Vajrasattva retreat in, was it, 1998. And we went into the retreat. It was a three-month retreat. And that when we went into the retreat, all the headlines were about Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. And for the three months, we had no, nothing, no news, nothing. We didn't hear anything so I thought, I remember getting out of retreat and thinking, okay, good, at least that's blown over.
1: <laughs>
0: and I came out, and it was the same headlines. And I thought, oh, my goodness. You know, aside from the fact that the country was finally understood one scandal, you know, it's like some of the banking scandals and the real estate scandals, nobody can understand, but this one, people can understand. <laughs> You know? (laughs)
1: Um,
0: So people were a little bit preoccupied with it, but what it did to the country and how much time was wasted because of that break of trust. Yeah? So then we think, oh, I would never do anything like Bill Clinton did. But in our own way, we have our own way of not really speaking to the question. Yeah? and feeling like we're telling the truth. But then, you know, people usually find out that we weren't being totally honest. And then the trust that it takes a long time to build up gets damaged. Yeah. I remember, um, and the things people lie about I find very interesting. I was in Tibet one time, and uh, one person who I had a lot of respect and affection for, um, you know, told me one thing, you know, about could I carry some, you know, Tibetan carpets back or something. I wound up not being able to. But the reason he gave was was one reason. And like I said, I wasn't able to. And later find, I found out that the reason he was asking me to carry the carpets back wasn't the real reason. And I thought, I wonder why he lied to me. If he had told me the real reason, I wouldn't have thought any less of him. Yeah. But he was doing this mind-reading thing, you know, because he didn't feel good about what he was doing. Saying, oh, she would not be happy if she knew I was doing this and that. And so he lied. And what made me more unhappy was... That he wasn't up front. You know, what he lied about it, wasn't a big deal to me. You know? So there's all these kinds of things, you know, and, and we do them quite a bit. You know, somebody calls us on the phone and we're tired and we don't really feel like having a conversation. So we say to somebody else, tell them I'm not home. You know, we do this all the time. But why? You know... I'm sure other people would understand if if we said, you know, I'm really tired today, let's talk tomorrow. I'm sure somebody would understand. You know? But why do we think that we can't just tell the truth that we have to, you know, make something up that sounds good? Very peculiar. But these are the kinds of things that I think are, are quite important to pay attention to. You know, especially since we all want Relationships that, uh, you know, are based on trust and openness. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the context of um, even the aspiring bodhicitta, you know, there's one about uh, not lying. You know, before I was talking about not lying to sentient beings, but also not lying to our spiritual mentors, because those are the people who are trying to help us And yet sometimes we're afraid of looking bad in front of them. So we, you know, just kind of say something that resembles the truth, but isn't exactly the truth. And if we do that, then uh, how can that other person help us? It's like going to the doctor, and you're so afraid the doctor's going to tell you that you're sick, so, when the doctor says, you know, do you have any symptoms? You go, no, I'm fine. <laughs> when actually, you have all sorts of symptoms, but you, you know, you're afraid of what the doctor's going to say, even though the doctor's trying to help you. So, you kind of fudge over. So, then what's the use? You know, how can the doctor do- cure our illness if we can't even say what's wrong, you know, be open and say what's wrong? Okay? So this aspect of, of speech is, um, is quite important, not merely for having trust in relationships, but also, you know, uh, just to get things done in an accurate way. I mean, lying to a doctor, I mean, the doctor doesn't, from the doctor's side, they don't care if you lie, yeah, but from our side, it harms us when we do, don't we, because so we don't get the medicine we need, Okay. So really kind of uh, being attentive to to speech and to truthfulness.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. That doesn't mean being brutally honest with our truth, you know, with what we say so that we don't have any consideration at all for somebody else's feelings. Okay, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about when you're angry. Being, t- you know, somebody could say, "I'm angry. I'm going to be totally truthful. This is how I feel." You blah blah blah. Beep beep beep. De, da da da. Ooh, 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 you know, I'm not talking about that because clearly, when we're angry, you know, we may say something that we think is the truth, but it's exaggerated and it's not really the truth. So I'm not talking about... you Because know, sometimes we could rationalize it that way. Oh, they said to tell the truth. Well, I'm angry, and I think this person did this and this, so I'm just going to tell them so. No. you know Because when we don't have a clear mind and we speak, you know, we, may, we may say, well, this is my truth, what I feel. But you know, it's not going to be very effective in communicating with the other person. Okay, so learning how to be truthful, but how to say something in a way, you know, like if if you're upset with somebody, you don't have to be truthful and call them names and make accusations that you have no foundation for. But you can be truthful in the sense of saying, when you did this, I felt very hurt, you know, or. In this situation, this is how it appears to me, but I don't know how it looks to you. What, what does it look like to you? Okay. So that kind of way of communicating, I think, is quite truthful rather than, you know, just dumping our trash on somebody else's lawn. Mm-hmm. Okay. So learning to communicate wisely, kindly, truthfully. You know, tactfully, in a way that another person can actually hear and understand. And that's a tremendous skill. Yeah. And it's not just a skill that you learn by learning some kind of technique, but it has to also come from a kind heart. But I think having a kind heart isn't necessarily enough, because sometimes we have so many habits in the way we speak. That we may have a kind heart, but our old habitual way of saying something comes out that can be rather uh, harsh, you know? So I think sometimes learning how to say things can, can be very helpful for us. I know I've, I've gone to some of these fun. Um, conflict resolution communication workshops I found some of those things quite helpful in terms of um, learning how to say what it is that I'm really thinking in a way that another person can hear it and not just saying, well I have a good motivation so I can say anything I want you know that doesn't work either okay so I think this is important Questions or comments about this?
1: Yeah? I
2: was just thinking, you know, if you could tell a little bit about um, how you let go of how you say something so you have the kind, of kind part and maybe a bit of practice and saying things appropriate, but then we have absolutely no control on how someone is going to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so that's hard. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Right. Because sometimes, you know, we may really want to tell the truth, and we have no control over somebody else's response. Okay? And, you know, sometimes we may catch a person in one mood and they respond one way. And five minutes later, if you say the same thing, they're in another mood, they respond another way. And we never know. And so when we communicate, sometimes we just have to, you know, just say it and then listen and be ready for what somebody could or would say and uh, in those situations I try and remember to tell myself I don't need to respond to what the other person is saying right now you know if they're responding in a if they misunderstand what I say or something I don't need to right away kind of clarify it and say no 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 you got it all wrong it's like this because because at that point, maybe that person can't hear it. Maybe I just have to let them say it. And then when they've said it, repeat it back to them. And then when they feel heard, then I can put forth how the situation appears to me. But so often when somebody says something we don't like or when we feel that they don't understand us, we're in a real big hurry to correct it. You know? But at that moment, if the other person is already emotional, they can't take any new information in. So if we say it, it falls on deaf ears. Then not only do they feel unheard, but we feel unheard. And then the whole thing usually escalates. Mm mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. mm-hmm is just the foundation of uh, trust. Mm-hmm. And you said that in the sense that if I'm honest, people can trust me. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it works the other way, whereas if I'm honest, then, then I can trust other people?
0: Ah, okay. So if I'm honest, people will trust me. Can it be also that if I'm honest, I can trust other people? If you think from the perspective of karma, if we're truthful, then in the future we will encounter people who will be truthful with us. Okay? And another karmic result of being truthful is that later on when we speak, people will regard our words as true. Because sometimes we may speak truthfully and other people don't believe us, and that's because in previous lives we've lied. So even now we're telling the truth. They don't believe us. Okay. I think when we tell the truth, there's a better chance of other people being truthful with us. Okay. Of course, that's not necessarily always the case because people have different issues. They may not be. But I would say if we're dishonest, you know, and we don't really speak the truth. We kind of gloss over, go around, shape the truth. You know that that you know much higher likelihood either that somebody will distance themselves from us because they can't trust, or they might feel that they can speak the same way to us and then of course the relationship gets really screwy doesn't it
1: yeah the reason
3: I say that is that it seems that sometimes people who steal mm-hmm. are paranoid about people stealing their stuff or if people are angry yeah And they think hate people you know are always angry at them or you know there's odd dynamics sometimes
0: yeah yeah well that's the same thing you know if we lie then we're afraid people are going to lie to us because we just think that's a common way of speaking and karmically then they will Mm. but it is interesting how whatever we feel we automatically like you were saying if we're angry then we become suspicious that others are going to hurt us if we rip people off then we don't trust them with our things Because we just think, okay, well, I do this and I'm a good person. Because <laughs> we all think we're good people, don't we? You know, I do this and I'm a good person, so why shouldn't somebody else do it? Hmm. Other comments or questions? Because I got off on this theme and not what I was planning to talk about. And there's no time to do this. And there is time know. to have more quick Q&A we only have a few minutes left so yeah could I
2: ask another question yeah Uh Um, (coughs) I know this isn't very practical but what if you try to just trust people you work on the assumption that people are telling the truth and there's going to be times when you know you've got to lock your house at night and things like that but but just generally you kind of try and, and, and say that okay you know maybe they're not but
0: I'm going to do that anyway. What, what about that situation? Okay. So you're saying, what about making an effort to give people the benefit of the doubt and trust them? Yes. Okay. I think it depends on what the situation is. I think we have to give people the amount of trust that they can bear. Now, the thing is, we don't always know how much trust somebody can bear. And sometimes we... Uh, miscalculate for example can a two-year-old bear your trusting them with a box of matches no Okay. can a 20-year-old bear that kind of trust well you hope so
1: <laughs> yeah
0: can a 20-year-old who's kind of wild and with his friends drinking and drugging bear that kind of trust You might want to be more cautious. Okay? So I think the thing is learning how to, you know, to assess in what situations people can be trusted and with what kind of things they can be trusted. Um, You know, because I think lots of times in my experience I see that I've been disappointed or hurt because I've given somebody more trust than they could bear. You know, I thought, oh, I can trust somebody in this area. And I completely trusted them. And then I found out later that, you know, something else was going on. Okay. But, so I could get angry at them and blame them. Or I could say, sentient beings do what sentient beings do. Why did I have such grand expectations? You know? Or I could say, you know, I miscalculated. I didn't know that person well enough and I thought they could bear that level of trust and they couldn't or maybe you know generally that person can bear this that level of trust but in this particular situation there was some other factor going on and for that reason at this particular time they couldn't yeah so you know we don't always know what the future is going to be do we and how much we, we can trust different people with different things But I think the thing is to generally try to assess, you know. And if we make a a mistake in giving people more trust than they deserve, or if it's a situation where generally they deserve that much trust, but they happen to mess up pretty badly, then, you know, to really rethink it. And especially, you know, if somebody's recognized that they've messed up, they've apologized, you've seen some kind of change in them, then, you know... You can give them the benefit of the doubt. But if somebody um, gives a, one of those easy apologies, that's very much like they're easy lies, you know? It's just through the situation over so nobody gets ruffled. Oh, yeah, I'm really sorry. I won't do that again. I'm yeah, I'm very, very sorry. You know, and then, you know, you know that there's no real determination to change. So then, you know, you're just a little bit more astute or cautious about around that person in the future. It
3: seems like you're saying that uh, trust doesn't necessarily entail that we expect them to be absolutely honest all the time and that maybe we have a certain kind of trust for each person.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I trust that that person... In a certain situation, is going to react in a certain way, and is not under con- under control of themselves, able to control themselves. Mm-hmm. Being more realistic, or maybe putting a trust more like a trust and motivation, something
1: like mm-hmm. that.
0: Yeah, um, that's the question is. <laughs> yes, fuzzy. But, um, yeah, sure, we can trust somebody's motivation, but we may know the person well and know they may have a very good intervention, but they may not have the skills to carry it out. Or that the situation may not be conducive for them carrying it out, but they don't realize that yet. Okay? So there's that kind of thing.
3: Yeah, so and I think it seems like a person we're equating trust with that I trust that that person's going to be honest with me all the time. That mm-hmm. there can be a more realistic way to trust somebody. Yeah. And like so I do trust you, but I have an understanding of your limitations. Mm-hmm. So trust doesn't equate to that person. I trust you doesn't mean I think you're going to be honest with me all the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think when we trust different people with different things, we tend to think, okay, now they're going to be perfect in that area. Well, that's a little bit unrealistic, isn't it? Because sentient beings are never perfect in any particular area. And different things come up and different factors skew the situation and whatever. So we have to be ready, you know, thinking, okay, in normal situations we can trust somebody with this. But in some kind of extreme situation, maybe that person, you know, they won't be able to handle it. Okay. Like when we get on a plane... We trust the pilot with our life, don't we? A total stranger, and we're trusting them with our life. And the pilot surely has a good motivation. They don't want to kill us. They don't want to die themselves. But sometimes, you know, there's a mechanical failure on the plane, and, you know, what can the pilot do? Yeah? Or the pilot, you know, has a heart attack in the middle of a flight, or... The, the air traffic control guy says the wrong thing so the pilot doesn't have the right information. Okay? So things like that can happen. Yeah. But under normal circumstances, we can have a certain kind of expectation. Yeah. But also knowing that sometimes what we consider a normal situation for somebody else, they're just out on the moon with it. Yeah, It's like a big button pusher for them.
2: About the phenomenon that people live up to what they're expected of them? So if we have a mental habit, especially with a particular person, where we just always plan to trust them no matter what, mm-hmm. and I think it's pretty well proven that people if living in that environment will then become untrustworthy even if they were yeah they not before. So it's mutual...
0: Okay. okay, so you're saying... If we don't trust somebody and we have lower expectations of them, don't they then fall down to that lower level of expectation that we have of them? I don't know. You know, I don't know. Um, sometimes if you have too high expectations of people. But see, expectations and trust are different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're very different. Yeah. Sometimes you have very high expectations of somebody, and that just makes them more discouraged. Sometimes you have low expectations. It makes them lose confidence. But those are expectations, not
1: trust. Okay? Mm-hmm.
3: In my experience is that uh, I, mean, I think of myself as being a trusted person.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But what you said earlier is also very important. That is, it doesn't allow me to be naive about the situation, so mm-hmm. I have to use my wisdom yeah. in that. But I do feel like, from my own experience, that being more willing to not think something negative is going to happen—that mm-hmm. there's the likelihood that that will yeah. happen—as as opposed to being the times when I'm concerned or a bit paranoid. It's like it's almost like the energy is that, that okay. This,
1: yeah, but, but I still have to
3: assess the situation right. with, with my wisdom and like you said I, I don't always do that or in retrospect well, I go wow that was a bad, it was bad judgment on my part mm-hmm. in terms
1: of what I trusted yeah
0: yeah it's good to be a trusting person mm-hmm. yeah because going around being suspicious of everybody is really rather painful and difficult and it just doesn't make for very good relationships, <laughs> does it? <Yeah>. you know because <laughs> if we're always going around you know, who's going to hurt me, who's going to lie to me, who's going to do this and that you know that's That's very often what happens in a prison environment. People don't trust each other, they're always looking behind their shoulder, and uh, it really creates quite a difficult environment to live in at the same time, we have to be wise, you yeah. know. Okay. Anyway, I talked about something different that I didn't plan on talking about, but it came out. So hopefully, it was beneficial. Okay, let's sit a few minutes and I'll dedicate. So maybe spend a few minutes and really look at our own speech. We will. It's easy to spend time saying, "Should I trust somebody else or not?" Let's spend a few minutes really looking at our own speech and seeing if it is trustworthy, if it's actually truthful.
1: Due to this man, it may be seen Attain the enlightened state of Guru-Buddha That we may be able to liberate All sentient beings from their suffering May the precious body mine After border rise and grow May the point of no decline But increase forever